Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment, and I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. What can wound a heart, distort an identity, and bring shame and fear? It is not just what happens to us that shapes our beliefs, but what has been withheld from us. Wilt Bernard shares his longing for a father figure and how his healing journey continues to be a work in progress. His life is now one who lives under the covering of the quote-unquote hat of humility, accountability, and being teachable. Welcome, everyone, to the My Story interview with Wilt Bernard. Welcome, Wilt. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. You're an amazing young millennial, and you have such a heart to use your influence for the good of others. But just like everyone else, I know that life has not been perfectly fair for you. Please share your story. No problem. Um, thank you for having me, Dr. Melanie. Um, I would start by saying that as a young man, um, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Shout out to all my Trinidad people. Um, but as a young person coming up, I grew up in a uh, single parent family. Mm-hmm. And um, when, I, when I was at to the age to realize who I am as a person, I realized the first thing that my father wasn't there. And growing up, that took a huge toll on me psychologically. Um, looking back at the years now, I could say that. But going through it, it was tough. Because at the age of four or five, realizing that there is not a male figure in the house, and then there is a woman that is doing everything she can to keep you guys afloat, takes a toll on you. And I could remember, Dr. Melanie, at I think at the age of 10, um, I had an uncle that was like a role model of like a father to me and he died. And when that experience took place, it triggered something in me that I, uh, to this day, when I look back, I was like, oh my God. At 10, I had to walk through depression. I had to walk through grief. I had to walk through wanting to hear some, a man say that I love you. Mm -hmm. Wanting to hear, a dad say that let's go play baseball or let's go play basketball or let's go play cricket, as you say in the Caribbean, and never getting that response. And I'm hearing my voice just echoing Obongson back on the wall. And as as a young man, I appreciate my mom and I love her. And she did everything she could have done as a woman to grow me up into the person that I am today. But there's something about a voice of a father. And yes. growing up as a young man, um, not having that void fill caused a lot of depression, caused a lot of hurt. And at the age of 13, I went, that was my first anxiety attack. That was my first time dealing with fear. And it was a very scary experience to me because at that time I didn't know what it was. And it felt like the, <laughs> the description I could best give you was like a snake 
wrapping itself around you. And every time you breathe, it's taking away your air. Mm. And that pain and that hurt from that experience hardened my heart. And it made me look at myself that I wasn't enough for him to love me. Internally, there was such a hurt and a rejection that I had to walk through a process of, of forgiveness. I had to walk through a process of battling the fear, the anxiety, battling the junk of acceptance within my own self. And words can change the situation. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that was one of the things that ignited the pain internally within my soul that at that time, my mom couldn't heal. At that time, teachers can heal the wound of brokenness mm. and the desire just to be fathered. So from that of, of going through those things as a young man, I had to make a decision internally. And it was like this, am I going to be like my father? Mm. Or am I going to be like someone that gives up on the people that he loves? Or am, am I going to fight through this and push through this and seek help to become the person that I know I could be? Wow. And that process led me to connect with different people through in the course of my life. But everything started from that one point of, I don't think I'm good enough for someone to love. Oh. I don't think I have enough value because the person who was supposed to be there for me wasn't there. You know, Wilt, um, it's not just what happens to us, but what we've not received, what was not poured into us that we so desperately needed. And so was there a time in your life where individuals did see your value, did see your worth, begin to help you confront those lies that you are good enough, you are valued? Well, it started, um, for me, the course of that started around 15. And that was the first time uh, I came across the church, pretty much. And I was able to connect with men of God at that time in my life that helped me a bit navigate through those hurtful and painful times. But as I was navigating through that process, I was even dealt with that same level of pain from the church. And that was something that I had to walk through. But that pain and what I went through within the church led me to people um, like Brent Pedro. Uh, he's one of my, my, my mentors, personal friend, someone that I, 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 I look up to, came into my life and showed me what a father truly is. Let me share this with you, Mama Darling. When I met Brent um, for the first time, it was like, I was like, wow, who's this guy? And again, my heart was protected. Do you know what broke everything within me when I first met Brent? What? He took me out to lunch. Aww. That, and it's, I know it's very simple for those who are listening. It's, like, it's very insignificant. But I will say this. That was the first time a man took me out and cared not about what I could do, but cared about me, the yes. person. And again, because of the wounds of a father, because of the wounds of not being fathered, I shut off that, that relational um, connection with, with 
different people in my life. But that moment allowed me to open up my heart and allow him to bring value into me and allow him to teach me that what a man truly is supposed to be like. Yes. Was it perfect? No, but there were things that I needed that in that place in my life, he provided for me. When we can value someone beyond what they do to just see their intrinsic worth, it can literally heal a heart. And that's what Brent Pedro did for you. It's really funny because the wounds were so deep. <laughs> and I always look back at the story and I say, just lunch, you know, and, and, and I could have gone and become any other person. But at that point in my life, that's what I needed to be at the position and the place that I am now. And it's scary when you look at your life extrinsically and intrinsically and you look at it through shattered lens. Mm. And that's how life was for me. Even though the wind was blowing perfectly and the trees were green, what I saw was shattered. Mm. What I saw was broken. What I received was screwed because it was not real. And throughout my life, that's what cling on to me. But when you allow people, I would say this, when you are open enough to allow someone to come into your life, into your mess, and to give them that liberty and freedom to see the value inside of you yes. and pull that value out when you cannot see it in yourself, that allows you to really become the person that you are. And I, uh, and I don't think, Dr. Melanie, it's a one-time experience. I think becoming who you are is level. Yes. And with every step you take, you peel back a level of who you were created for. Yes. That is so powerful because you had to take a risk to let someone in. And I think that's the most scariest part of the process. That when someone is broken... When someone feels rejected, when someone is not loved, and I, I would let me share this story with you. Uh, I was maybe sixteen years, seventeen years. Um, it's my mom's birthday, I believe. It's either her birthday or Mother's Day, and I'm giving her a foot spa, you know, because I'm treating my mom. Aww. And at that point, she started to cry, Doctor Melanie, and I'm, I, I said to her, "I'm like, why are you crying?" And she said to me, she said, I wanted to throw you away. Oh my. She said to me, I was supposed to have an abortion with you. And <sighs> tears came to my eye and she started to cry. And she said, because I did not see the person who you were supposed to be right now. She said, all I saw was what I was going through. And she said, if I had given in, to what I was dealing with at that time when you had no control. She said, you would not be here today and you would not be the man that you are today. Wow. And that, that broke me so much to understand that even when I didn't have control, even in the midst of everything, she was able to take course with the decision that she made to have me as a baby, even though it was tough, even though my father wasn't around. And now I'm a man today or at that stage of my life when I was there with her and she could begin to see the fruits 
of what I've been through and the choices that I've made. Wow. Were there any other individuals, you mentioned Brent, uh, were there any other situations in your relationship with him or others that helped to bring healing to your heart? It was uh, uh, multiple people. Uh, The crazy story is uh, I came to America. I came to Florida. And that's a crazy story in itself because I came to school here. Mm. And um, Dr. Melanie, we, 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 we weren't wealthy at that time. We weren't rich um, in Trinidad. But so to, for me to get to Florida <laughs> was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, come on, it couldn't even, it was like a dream, uh-huh. you know, to, to come to America because I had no family. I had, but I had a desire. And Brent was instrumental to get to America. I had a businessman by the name of um, one of them was Sam that helped me. It was really, really, really awesome. And then Declan, one of the people that from Trinidad, he flew up here with me to get to school. Um, these are some of the people that have been very instrumental in my life um, as an individual. I had also someone by the name of um, uh, Dr. Chantel Cooley. She was very instrumental in teaching me about business, teaching me about school, teaching me about pursuing your desires, pursuing what what is placed on the inside of you, impacting and influencing. Um, have another person by Ian come and see what's instrumental in allowing me to read, allowing me to build myself, to, to invest in my internal world, to invest in in edifying myself, in, in knowing about how to manage finances and knowing how to be a man, like those different things. So for every stage of life, there was an individual that was sent to guide me. Now, at this point where I'm at, I have multiple people in my life uh, for the likes of, uh, uh, I have Tom and Jane Hammond. Those are some international world speakers. I have uh, some pastors that are around me, Joanna. I could just begin to name multiple names. So that all these individuals stages. saw your value so much so that every time they made an investment into you, it began to even uh, change the way you viewed yourself because I must be valuable or people wouldn't be investing into my future. And that's the beautiful part of the picture that people came into my life at different stages and saw the potential yes and saw the ability within the junk i'm sorry to say it like that it's true (laughs) they saw the gold in the midst of the dirt in the midst of the mess there you go and they did not speak into the didn't call it dirt or junk they saw the value of what was hidden yes and they pulled it out That's the type of person that you are. So tell me how you now generate value in others. Well, my desire and my heart is to allow people, despite whatever, I always say this, despite whatever life deals you, despite whatever hand life deals you, you have the potential and the ability to come out of it at the top. And one of the things I encourage people to do in my circle of influence, anyone that's around, is to build their lives on a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. And I'll call this is what I call it the hat principle, Dr. Melody. Me and my wife, 
we live by this principle. It's it's hat H A T. Be humble, be accountable, and be teachable. Wow, that's good. And that's something that we got that we made a decision. If we want to succeed in life, if we want to fulfill our greatest potential, number one, it must start with humility. Yes. Number one, we must be able to be humble enough, despite of wherever we are, despite of whatever position we're in, to, to, to grow. Number two, we must be accountable. One of my leaders always says this, the banana that gets plucked from the bunch gets eaten. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, you cannot accomplish what and who you are without people. Yes. Always have people that are accounted that you're accountable to always have people in your life that is able to speak into your life and bring value into your life always have people in your life that are able to correct you and tell you where you're going wrong yes and number three be teachable you don't know what you don't know and these are the principles that we encourage our circle of influence people because right now uh, we do a show called let's talk in in the media realm and our aim, our desire, our goal, because we are a multicultural um, couple, we're both white and black, and our purpose in life is to allow people to become the best version of who they are yes. and allow them to fulfill that version despite whatever life chose at you. I think the mistake we tend to make is that we think when we're in this world that life does not throw some really difficult processes at you. But our, our desire is to, if you come into contact with us, that you are going to leave the conversation being empowered to become the best. And that one of the most powerful points in this is that you have to be you. Yes. We encourage you, be you, because no one could be you like you. That's right. <laughs> You'll never stand out fitting in, right? Nope. <laughs> Definitely does not happen. Thank you so much, Wilt. You've shown people how to put on a hat today. And that's a powerful principle. I am so impressed with your willingness to wear that hat and then teach others how to walk in those same things. Thank you so much for being a part of my story. You have truly honored us today. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stopped Evaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow hashtag Stopped Evaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and visit StoppedEvaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.